children of the night to another very special episode of Cult of Personality. I am Matthew Teclamerium, our co-host, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Luke, Luke, who is feeling under the weather. My voice will be cracking, doing all sort of cool uh, techniques that I don't want it to do, but here we are. Uh, the show must go on, <coughs> as they once said um, at one point in time somewhere. <coughs> nah, nah, my throat's kind of caught up, too. You're giving me the flu. My bad. Today, we give you a belated Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. We regaled you last time with... A review of the Star Wars holiday special, but that was non-denominational. You know, that was for the, for the Jewish people, for the, the strange subset of African Americans that decide to celebrate Kwanzaa. Uh, all the other holidays that aren't that I don't see on TV. Yeah, ever. That was your you you got the Star Wars holiday special, for the God-fearing men, women, and children of our viewership or listenership we bring to you today a review of two movies a double feature never before done didn't we do that nope never before done double cult of personality double feature only one ever that's gonna happen well that's not true well we'll see it's not true we'll go we'll do double features later there's some movies where you know you have to watch both you know like uh we can't do a review of we can't do Birdemic and not do Birdemic 2. Uh, you can, because Birdemic 2 kind of stinks. You can't do Sharknado without Sharknado 2. Sharknado's vetoed. Well, we have to do Sharknado. We do. What movie are we talking about today? Today we're talking, well, which pair of films, actually? Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night, the 1984 re- release, as well as the sequel, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Hmm. Released in eighty seven. A fun little a fun little uh couple of films here that we got, you know. We uh as the trailer tells us for the first movie, Halloween's over, okay? You you made it through that. And you know what? Halloween horror, that's so overdone. Michael Myer Myers and all that all that shit, like who cares? Yeah. Guy in a mask. Way to go, buddy. Like you made a movie. Whatever. Christmas horror, you know, that taps there's there's a contradiction there. Christmas is supposed to be happy, but no. This Christmas, people are going to die. Yeah. And in Silent Night, Deadly Night, at least seven, maybe eight. R.I.P. Or more, die. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one, uh, less people die. But also, people die. Okay? This is no They're joke. They're not messing around. They're not messing around. It's not Silent Night. Happy night. Our po- our pair of boys, Billy and Ricky, you know, they they've been killing. They've been killing. They yeah, you know what? And they've been punishing. Above all else, they've been punishing. So should I should I start off with a little synopsis here? Yeah. Well, we'll just kind of give you a run through of the this the story, I guess. So, the movie is about these pair of boys. Except one's kind of a baby, so he doesn't do much, and one's younger. They go visit their grandfather in this in 
asylum in this ward and what was the place of it was called it was like i think it was straight up called insane asylum or something it was called mental facility oh was it okay something something wherever they live mental facility um and this is this is uh when i thought about i just thought about this like 10 minutes ago before we're doing the show but this is the part of the movie that doesn't even make sense because they go to see this grand okay you know what say your synopsis and then we can no 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 go ahead go ahead Basically, they go to this mental facility, and their dad is, like, he's comatose. Like, he's catatonic. They're trying to talk to him, and they they can't. And then the mom and the dad go for coffee in the cafeteria or something, and they leave for a second. And they leave Billy, the little boy, with the grandpa. And suddenly, the grandpa starts talking. And the grandpa is like, you seen Santa Claus, boy? And Billy's like, no. And he's like, well, you better hope you don't. Because Santa don't give pres- presents, he come punishing, okay? If to all the naughty boys and girls. He's going to punish you. You see, and he's like, you see Santa Claus? You better run, boy. You better run for your life. You better run for your life. And then Billy's scared out of his mind. And then the parents come back, and then the grandpa pretends to be catatonic. Yeah. Again. And then they leave. Um, to go home. They leave to go home. And <laughs> there's a man in dressed in Santa Claus. That's in a Santa Claus costume on the side of the road. Yeah, but even before that, we get a scene of him in a the <laughs> Santa Claus character in a let's just call it a Seven Eleven. It's a convenience and, store, yeah. And and he goes up to the <laughs> cashier, and, he, and he's he pulls out his gun, and the cashier's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm robbing you, asshole," or something. Yeah, he's like, "This is a stick up, asshole." Pull up the money. Yeah, and then. He was just like, oh, some jolly guy you are, something. And then the cashier pulls out this, you know, the hidden shotgun that everybody in movies has under their desk. And then he just kills the the cashier (laughs) and takes the money and runs. And he gets out of the store and he's like, ah, 31 bucks. $31. He murdered a man in cold blood for $31. You know, I don't, in 1984, that must have been like at least like, Fifty dollars. Yeah, but like I don't know, man. That's <laughs> he's really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Like he took a man's life for thirty for, for thirty bucks for like for like a night at Olive Garden. <laughs> like that's a lot. Okay, I but would he, hope his life was worth a bit more. Apparently not. Cause he just shot him down, and he didn't have any regrets. And then and then we see him on the side of the road. Yeah, and Billy's family runs into them. They go, oh, look, it's Santa Claus. Billy's going, no, no, don't pull over because Grandpa told him the strange story yeah. about Santa Claus. Um, so they pull over uh, naturally, and the guy says, the father says, hey, you having car trouble? And he says, uh, yeah. And no, he goes like, uh, not really. And then he pulls out his gun, <laughs> and then the mom goes, oh, my God. And then he, the dad hits the hits the reverse. Yeah. And then he shoots the dad through the window of the car, and dad dies, and he falls out of the car. Yeah. And then he he rips the mom out of the car, and then he begins like sexually assaulting her, rips his shirt open, which will be a key point. Well, first of all, there's two things that are key here. Number one is that sexual violence is going to be a recurring theme in this film, as very well, frequently, as well as a trigger for Billy later yeah. on. And also, both movies just have a lot of topless women in them f- f- for gratuity. That's kind of popular in 
Yeah, it cr- was crappy indie horror, and they, yeah. they just want to make exploitative films. So. Yeah, you just want to you want to titillate the audience. So they show violence and boobies and boobies. Yeah. Anyway, the mother is killed. Uh, throat is slit. The his baby brother Ricky, which will who will become prominent later, is ba- a baby crying in the car. Billy had run away at this point to hide in the reeds or the, whatever. The best part is that Billy runs out of the car as Santa is approaching him, and Billy just runs to this bush beside the road and hides behind it. And then Santa's like, "Where are you?" Where? He was. He, that guy was so crazy. Like that- he ran in <laughs> front of the Santa because Santa's walking towards the car. He gets out of the car and just runs to some bush, and he's like, I'm going to find you. The only explanation is this guy was, like, so delusional. He was so wrapped up. I guess. We flash forward three years. Billy's in in, in an orphanage. I was going to say a monastery, but that's not right. It's just an orphanage run by the church. Yeah. And they're, they're having problems with Billy because every time Christmas rolls around, Billy is, he's you know, he's not having a good time. No. He's drawing pictures of Santa and his decapitating his reindeer and such. Yeah. And then the head honcho, Mother Superior, is not having it. She says, Billy, you better shape up or you're going to get punished. <laughs> okay. Punishment is good. Punishment is good. Uh, Billy, s- Billy, Mother Superior forces Billy to sit on Santa's lap. Yeah. And then Billy gives him the meanest left hook I've seen maybe in film history. He he hits him with that little Max star punch. He hits him with the little Max star punch. This guy, this kid is like maximum eight years old. He sends this guy flying to the ground. I think he was seven. I think was what seven. they said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he, he punches this grown man in with one hit down to the ground. Yeah. Down to the ground. Also earlier in the film, um, like I guess this is just and it p- kind of plays into the theme of sex. I guess. Billy catches these two teenagers at Mother Superior's house. Were they or, like si- was one? I guess one was a sister and one. It was could have been that they were teenagers because they stay there until they're eighteen, right? Oh right, yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, some sinful couple of lovers are having sex, and Mother Superior <laughs> busts into the room, <laughs> and while they're still naked and having sex. She pulls out a belt. <laughs> she pulls the belt out of the guy's pants yeah. and just goes to town on them. Billy runs away. Um, and I guess that's sort of why Billy associates sex with, like, punishment yeah. as well. Yeah. Anyway, we flash forward 10 years. Billy's an 18-year-old man now. He's a strong, handsome young chap, but they got to get him a job because he can't bum around the orphanage forever. Yeah. So they find him a job at the toy store. And the first... <laughs> <laughs> the first few like months or the first month of him at the toy store, we get like a happy days. It's montage. so awesome. It's so awesome. Like Billy's like he's like helping. He's like talking with his coworkers. They're having lunch. There's that nice like you know hippity hop. It's like the happy day theme song. It's like song a, playing, and he's like lifting boxes, smiling at like. Customers. It's like wake me up before you go go yeah. or something. And we're just seeing Billy have this great time at his retail job, and then the montage ends. And then what happens is that. The Santa for the store. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What happens is that Christmas rolls around. Yeah, they pull out this big Christmas banner and they're like, "Wow, like get ready for Christmas season." And Billy's like perpetual smile. He just turns into like a frown and he's. And like, then oh, he no. li- he stumbles back and knocks over everything. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they're like, "He's like, I'm taking the day off." I, I, they're like, "Are you good?" And he's like, like, "I've never, f- f- I never felt better." <laughs> <laughs> the classic never felt better in yeah. film. Then. Uh, their Santa Claus for the store is out of commission, 
So, of course, naturally, they force Billy to dress up. And presumably, he has no... Presumably, he doesn't uh, refuse because he doesn't want to seem like a weirdo. Yeah. But obviously, his trauma with Santa. Um, oh. He puts this girl... When he's putting kids on his lap, he puts this girl on his lap, and she's like, I don't want to see Santa. And he's like, you stop. He, he, he doesn't... He, like, whispers. He's like, stop it, please. Stop he's it. like, that is not what good kids do. Do you know what happens to naughty children? They get punished harshly, <laughs> so you better. Oh, yeah, he's like, so I punished them severely, and then she, and then she calms down, and then everyone else is like, "What? Well, he's got such a way with the children." Yeah, he's got such a way with words. Um, and then the holiday party rolls around. After on Christmas Eve, they shut down the shop. Yeah, yeah. and they go, and the boss goes, "Ooh, let's get shit faced," <laughs> and it's just so weird seeing. This, like, I don't know, classic boss-looking guy with, like, a little bit of a beer gut balding on top. Got a little bit of a comb over it. He's like, let's get shit-faced. <laughs> and they all have drinks, and they're all having a good time, all five of them at the holiday party. Um, but there's two co-workers you need to take note of. Joe Pesci Jr. Yeah. Joe Pesci Jr. is, he works, and he's the head of the stock room, and he's been giving Billy a hard time since mm-hmm. Christmas started because he's like, Billy, you're acting really d- goddamn weird and mm. i don't trust you and there's also i believe elaine i don't know it might be elaine we're gonna call her elaine sure um and that's billy's female co-worker and he kind of has a crush on her and she's very kind to him mm-hmm. um joe pesci and elaine start sucking face at the party in the middle of an aisle where anyone could see there's five people at the party, so they knew everybody could see. So that's well, that's first of all inconsiderate because yeah, you know, like we have everyone has to deal with the backlash of that. Like that's not gonna end well. Like it's not a good look for anyone. No, like keep it keep it together for the party. Okay, mm-hmm. you can do that later. Well, I don't know if you do this with older movies. Do you like to look for little things in the background, like maybe? If, for old cars or anything like that? No, not particularly. I, I do that a lot. And one thing... Sorry, I'm sipping on water so I don't lose my voice completely. One thing that I looked for in this toy shop were the Star Wars toys. And there were Return of the Jedi oh, toys yeah. in, in that shop. And I need those. You know, buddy, wait till the day they find a warehouse full of them or a landfill somewhere. I'm sure those are I somewhere. hope. Anyway, so can continue. They start sucking face. They go to the back. Elaine's like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. Joe says, well, you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> he starts sexually assaulting her. Not, not, that, not that that's funny. Not that that's funny. It's just, it's just funny that in this universe, he just thinks that at this Christmas party. I'm just going to rape other this woman <laughs> and get away with it. Like, what was his? Yeah, Joe this, Pesci Jr. is out to lunch. He's not the bri- he wasn't the, He's not the brightest guy in the movie. No. He's. He's kind of just like classic, like, he's kind of like classic Italian-American. Like, hey, what are you doing, eh? Smarten up. You've been giving me a fucking attitude. Uh, Gabagool. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Uh, Billy comes <laughs> in. He hears the commotion. He picks up Bi- He picks up Joe Pesci Jr. with one hand. One hand. One hand on his neck. No, he wraps Christmas lights. No, first he picks him up. Oh, does he? He picks him up with one hand, and Joe Pesci's like, oh, my God. And he wraps these Christmas lights around him and hangs him, and it cuts his throat, and then he dies. Yeah. Elaine's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he killed him. And he says, I think he sees him. No, she's like, you fucking weirdo. 
Yeah, she's like, you, you, you're crazy. You killed him. I can't believe it. Um, which is like something I feel like I've seen that in movies before. Yeah, where a woman is being assaulted and then the guy will kill the other guy and they'll be like, how could you do that? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and and then he kills Elaine, and then you know from there we get a nice killing spree. He kills Elaine, he kills his boss, and he kills his boss's assistant, or whatever. Uh, and for the rest of the night, Billy's going on a terror spree. Is what you need to know. Mm. Do we need to go over? The, I don't think we need to go over the ending right now until we can touch on it. Yeah, we'll just go. We'll just go through the mo- the rest of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I like his character is basically in this movie. It's pretty loose, but I I thought he was supposed to be punishing ki- people in his eyes misbehaving. Yeah, I thought that to okay. So yeah, I agree to a certain degree. I th- yes, he does really because I mean okay, it's like I don't know because f- so he pu- he kills the people at the store for doing what Sex. did he ki- what did he kill the manager for? He came in. And he killed him for nothing. He just he just killed them. Yeah. Like I guess he killed him for witnessing the crime, but like you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those two are those two are why I said it's like loosely because you know he kills some other people later on who again are having sex or being naughty. Yes. Yeah. But th- they were just they weren't doing anything wrong. So it's just Billy goes when Billy starts killing people, he goes into like this. He goes into like this robot mode where he's like his eyes are glazed over. And the only thing he says are naughty and punish, punish. And I got a clip here for you guys. Uh, punish. There it is. Punish. And he says it like that every time. Punish or some or some or even this time he goes. Punish. 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 Um, and that's all he says, and he's just going around killing people because presumably this trauma that he has, this is his Dexter moment, it's deep-seated, he's not getting rid of it. Billy's character in this movie isn't really a character because, <laughs> you know what, he's like a character when he's a kid, he's just like a kid, right? Yeah. Then when he's 18, like, I think Mother Superior has beat him too much because he's like, he comes off- Be the devil out of him. Be the personality yeah, out of him. Yeah, because he just kind of like smiles, and sometimes when he's happy, he smiles, and when he's not happy, he doesn't, and that's all he does. <laughs> doesn't say anything. Joe Pesci's like, "I don't trust you, you son of a bitch," and he's just kind of like looking around, <laughs> like he's coming off. The fact that he's like he's like a he's he's a big he's like a jack guy, and that he's looking around like that, he comes off like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, <laughs> like like. And especially, especially when he's one hand picking up people with one hand, this dude is jacked. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, of course, when he's ki- killing people, he's just a killing robot. Mm. Did you feel for Billy? He's an anti-villain, right? Like, because he's the protagonist of the story, but he's he's also the villain. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about how this movie actually has all the hallmarks of making. A villain, yeah, and it's it's kind of like, although this is a much better movie, like how the Joker does it. So there's a character with past trauma, and then the world just, you know, keeps kicking him down, and then he snaps. Yeah, but they handle it so poorly, and it's just, 
it's just it's just kind of comical. Mm-hmm. Like any like the first scene when the Santa's killing them is not comical. Like he's killing them and that's and we can see the trauma. Yeah. But like when when he, they force him to see Santa and he gives him a left hook, it's funny. And when yeah. he's and when he's drawing these childish pictures of of dismembered reindeer and like Santa violently attacking them, like it's funny. Mm-hmm. And when and when Billy, even when they put Billy in the costume and he looks like he's about to explode, uh, it's funny. It's yeah. just comical, like you know. It, it, there's a lot wrong with the movie. I think you know the actor Billy. D- who who plays Billy isn't that great, uh, which and also his lines aren't great either. He's you know, given nothing to work he's with. He's got punish, punish. He's giving nothing to work with. At least Ricky in the second one, they give him lines and they make him talk. Yeah, Billy in this, he talks a little bit, little bit as a kid, and then when he's an adult, he's just kind of looking around. <laughs> like I don't know if that was intentional or if they realized that he's not a good actor and they cut some of the script. Maybe I don't know. But Billy is, you know, he's doing the best he can. And I feel for him. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, f- I felt for him. Sorry, my voice is terrible. <coughs> I felt for him more when he was a kid because he just had trauma that Mother Superior wasn't understanding, but there was a sister at the orphanage that, you know, was trying to look out for him. And he would just do things because he has past trauma. And then Mother Superior would just punish him for it. Like he, you know, he draws a reindeer, and then he gets spanked for it, or whatever it yeah. was. You compared like Mother Margaret. Uh, for those who are wondering, it's like the character, the Doctor in Halloween. Uh, a Loomis. Loomis. Basically, she's she's like she's trying. She understands Billy. She's trying to help Billy, and then towards the end of the movie, she's trying to catch Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's kind of like. She's like she's sort of like a deuteragonist because like besides Billy, she's kind of the person that you follow through the movie. Yeah, and sort of deal. I thought her acting was fine. I to me the movie like it's a B movie very clearly, mm-hmm. and it's just like you know it's a horror B movie. But I didn't. I there wasn't a lot to me, frankly, besides the fact that it's obviously low budget, um, and some f- hilarious choices, which is why it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't like egregiously bad. Mm-hmm. I, I was entertained in this movie. I was entertained too. I think with a few tweaks, it could be like a really good campy movie. Because yeah. I think the dialogue and stuff like that is campy, but like the practical effects in these are kind of underwhelming. Yeah. For for a slasher movie from what 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 year was it 80s 84 yeah. yeah it was pretty underwhelming there's one good shot where he picks up this woman who, um this young woman who's having sex of course with her boyfriend and she he picks her up and stabs her through uh a mounted deer head he sticks her right through the antlers uh that looked pretty good but yeah. other than that it was just standard I have to say, I'm tired of horror movies killing people who have sex because, first of all, it's pre- first of all it's predictable. Mm-hmm. Okay, this person's having sex; they're gonna die. Yeah. And the thing, what's the message here? Don't in, have sex in this one. In all of them, when they all the people who have sex, all the teenagers who have sex die. Well, I, it it I don't know. It depends. Like Wes Craven has said that he does it because he just thinks that it's funny. 
He's like, there's a serial killer running around and you guys are having sex. Yeah, you deserve to die. So like, <laughs> like I mean, like shit. If someone said, if someone said today there's a serial killer running around in Winnipeg, you want everyone to to just cool their jets, yeah, yeah, and watch their doors, yeah. Like no, people are not. People are gonna be like, oh yeah, Look, whatever. That's just his words. Wes Craven's full of shit. As far as far as I can say. Pardon me. He's full of shit. Uh, watch it. He, you know what? He he punish. <laughs> Wes Craven, as far as I'm concerned, he's got those he's he's got the Catholic guilt left over whatever he says, and he can't. And anyway, it's fucked up. I just don't know. It's just it's kind of annoying. I'm tired of seeing it. Like I usually don't get tired of trolls, but like this thing is like it's pissing me off. <laughs> it's starting to piss me off a little bit. So no more no more killing people who have sex. All right. In mo- in horror listen movies. up, Hollywood. Listen, I up. know you're listening. I don't think they really do that anymore. I can't even think of a movie that does that no. because it's just so trite. It's just done so much. Yeah. Now, what was your favorite part of this movie since you're more down on it than I am? Uh, So there's a there's this whole transaction where Billy is running from the cops that are now chasing him. And there are these kids in the woods and they're going sledding. <laughs> And these two bully characters come up, and they're like, give us your sleds. And they're like, what? All right. I mean, they kind of have a little back and forth. And the kid is like, you know what? Whatever the bully's name is, let's just call him Mike. He's like, you know what, Mike? I hope when I grow up, I'm just like you, ugly and stupid. And he calls him a fuckface, too. Does he? Yeah, he calls him a fuckface. (laughs) And whatever, Mike and the boys... Um, and the boy, there's only one other guy. They take their sled. Dirty Mike and the boy, is that what you're yeah. going for? Yeah. And it is so funny to me because, like, bullies are taking sleds to go sledding. And the kids look like they're, like, 17. Yeah. Or up. Yeah. Like, Matt, the, 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 the lowest age they are is, like, 16. And they're, like, they're... Like, haha, give me your sled. I'm going to go sledding. <laughs> go sledding. And it's, like, not even a hill. It's just, like, just a no. downhill forest. And yeah. it's in the middle of the forest. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a strange scenario. Like, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. It's, like, comparable to going up to a kid and be like, give me your Pokemon cards. Yeah, like, well, g- like you give me your bike. <laughs> like, you go up to some other teenager, give me your bike. And they're like, no. And they're like, and then you just start punching them. It's not. <laughs> it's not like a bike because it's not even a bike because uh, it's like so underwhelming. Sledding, you just go down the hill. Like if you're like, give me your, like, give me your radio flyer wagon. Yeah, that's what it's like, and it's like, okay, okay, here you go, bro. Um, the best part of that scene, of course, is the bully. So the other kids run away. Ah, like I hate you, Billy. Yeah. Um, and they and they start sledding. <laughs> And and the one guy gets on his sled, and the bully that you know did all the talking and spilled the sled is so amped about sledding, he loves this shit. And this is this is how we react. So the other guy's going down the hill. <laughs> and he screeches like a chim. I've never seen a human make a noise like that. <laughs> and the guy on the sled, the one not yelling. When he gets down, you get to see him full body, and his costume is so odd because his jacket is big and poofy, and then he's wearing these skin-tight pants. People in the 80s wore these, like, weird, like, they're not skinny. I don't know if people in the 80s were just skinny. 
Maybe. They're always, the pants are always so tight on them. Yeah. And like, it's like the waist is so small. Yeah. And it's, it's and chicken it's, legs. It's hilarious. Um, and then the second bully comes down. Yeah, so the guy that was screaming before gets on his sled, and he's like, watch this. Like, he just loves the sled. And then... Okay! We're right here, man! <laughs> That's beautiful! <laughs> like, We're it's right. beautiful? He's describing sledding as beautiful? Now watch this. Yeah, so then you hear uh, Billy come out and say, Naughty! Billy comes out of the shadow realm. Out of nowhere. And, and decapitates him. So presumably their crime is they were being bullies and they were punching other kids. So that's a pass for, yeah. uh, Billy's, for Billy's code of ethics. Yeah, and then you see, you know, the other guy at the bottom waiting for Mr. Screamer to come down. <laughs> and sees his dead corpse, headless, decapitated. And you know what? Actually, we don't see Billy kill this guy, so he might survive. Because, well, he was a bystander, so he's kind of guilty as well. But you know, we'll see. We'd have to. We'll have to look over the the trial documents or the court documents, the paperwork. Actually, right. The thing with this, uh, the, th- <laughs> the thing with the scene is that it's. I mean, Billy's just going, I guess, around town. Uh, presumably, this is a small town. Yeah, and he's just killing. He's just looking at people, and then if he finds something that they're doing is naughty, he'll just kill them. But Billy went out in the middle of the woods one <laughs> night, this night, to find two teenagers. Because when Billy, <coughs> because the two teenagers <laughs> who are not the bullies, the two innocent kids, they hear jingling bells. Yeah. And they're like, what is that? And the other kid's like, what? And the other kid's like, quiet, I'm listening. He's like, what, you having a religious experience? Get on with it. <laughs> then the bullies come. So was Billy going to kill those kids for doing nothing, or was Billy just in the forest? For he was no just reason? watching. For what? If they're naughty. All right. You know what? You know, punishment can... Cu- you you got to punish everywhere, right? I, I forgot my second favorite part, and it's after he impales the, the lady on the antlers. Uh, her little sister comes down, and oh, yeah. she sees, you know, him dressed up as Santa Claus, and... She goes, Santa Claus, oh my God, like, and he's like, have you been naughty? She goes, no. He's like, are you telling the truth? <laughs> like, he's just so bad at acting. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay. And then he's he gives her a present, and it's a bloody exacto knife. And yeah, it's like a, box, a bloody box cutter. And she's like. She looks at him, just so confused, like, gee, thanks. What I always wanted a it, bloody box it, cutter b- <laughs> and my sister impaled on the deer in our living room. And I have to say the guy the the girl's boy the teenage girl's boyfriend uh puts up a pretty good fight against Billy. They have a nice little skirmish. And you know what? I, I have this theory that Billy and Ricky are superhuman because <laughs> he tosses Billy down a flight of stairs. And Billy is back up there in like two seconds. Billy is picking people up left and right, like they're one handed. Like this guy, Joe Pesci Jr., like minimum, he was like 170 pounds. And Billy's yeah. picking this guy up by the neck with his <laughs> left hand, just up as far as he can extend it. <laughs> this guy is, this guy's on another level. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. 
He's uh, on the Joe Rogan supplements. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's on something, all right. Yeah, and then he and then he throws this guy out the window, and it's like one of those things where he throws him and he stumbles up, but he's like throws him hard and he flies out the window. He flies out the window, and then we get a shot of the guy, and he has this four foot long uh, shard of glass. <laughs> it's like four by four, and it's like that was the entire window. How did that shard of glass cut into you? Uh, so and then that's how he dies. Is he just has this? He just filled with shards of glass. Although yeah. I'm, I'm like ninety five percent sure if you smash your window, you're not gonna be filled with all the shards of glass inside <laughs> right. of you. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, Billy passes. Billy punished that guy. He got he took care of him. Uh, I think after that, we get like only one scene really that isn't Billy, and it's the the nun that was his kind his protector. And this random detective, and they're just talking about how to find him. And she was like, oh, he's probably going to go kill Mother Superior. So then it cuts to um, this officer going to the orphanage. And then he sees a Santa figure walking up to the kids. And then he's like, don't move or I'll shoot you. And then two seconds later, he shoots a Santa down. And then he goes up to him. And it's uh, uh, the, the priest of the orphanage the deaf priest yeah <laughs> it's almost comical how they're like it was the f- it was father and they're like well he didn't listen and he's like he's deaf yeah <laughs> and he just shot down a deaf like pastor yeah a deaf elderly pastor bringing joy to children in cold blood so you know what that guy deserved to get punished and then like, without skipping a beat, like, he doesn't have any remorse. He's just like, all right, I'm back on the mission. I got to find Billy. That was social commentary on the trigger nature happy of our police forces. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and and they're like, Jesus. Even Mother Superior is like, Jesus, you just killed a random guy. You have no idea what you're doing. He's like, hey, let me take care of this lady. I know <laughs> I'm the one with the badge and the gun here, all right? And he goes out, and then he's looking around. He hears some banging in, like, a cellar. He goes in, nobody there. He goes back out. He's like, and the cellar scene is so long. He's walking around there for minutes. Tension, it, horror. Not scares. really. It 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 loses its pizzazz after a while. He goes up and then he does like the whoo. No one's in there. And then Billy comes in, punish, and hits him with an axe, and then he's dead. And yeah, and it, it's just. Funny, like, and it, they get in. There's a good shot. They get in a thud, and it like goes straight into his chest, and he, it's like a nice thud when it hits him, and oh. it's it's kind of powerful. Here's the exact punish. Punish. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls down the flight of stairs. So that guy, that guy deserved to die because he, you know what? Like really, like he couldn't have looked at the guy. You know. He, he, yeah, he well, he, like he was yelling at this Santa from yards away. He didn't even hey. see his face. He just saw his like he back. Like, he can't run up to him for a second. You can't, like, try to arrest him. He was just like, don't take another step or I'll shoot you. And then he just shoots him, like, three times in the back. Yeah. And it splatters blood. He on splatters blood. He splatters father's blood on Ricky, which is Billy's little brother. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> which, you know, it probably didn't help the trauma that he's gonna about to be subjected to. Because then Billy actually comes, comes into the house... Mother Superior is like, stay back, children. And But, like, the kid goes up and just opens the door anyways, and he's like, it's Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, that's funny. She's like, but Mother Superior is Santa Claus. And she's like, ah, there is no Santa Claus. Like, kind of a dick move. Kind of a dick move. Like, you could have been like, that's the fake Santa. 
from the mall. Well, the kids think the Santa at the mall is the real Santa, too. Oh, right. So, okay, this is just, you know. Uh, they could just said this is Billy. They probably know who Billy was. Yeah. Uh, Billy's, like, confronting Mother Superior because Mother Superior gave him all those beatings back in the day. Yeah. Uh, what's her What's her crime in Billy's mind? I don't know. What is it? Beating him. But he was punishing her because, I mean, she was punishing him, and according to him, that's okay. No, but he wasn't naughty. Well, he was. He was naughty. Not in his mind. Wrong. Because when he, because when the girl sits <laughs> on his lap, le- and it resists like he did when his he was a kid, he oh, said that was naughty. Yeah. So Billy is so inconsistent in this movie. You know, he right. he just kills anybody. He kills anybody. I don't. Be- I don't believe this. This code thing. It doesn't exist. I I think they wanted there they to just be a code. It. Yeah. Billy's about to take the big swing to Mother Superior, and then, boom, it's Police Sergeant and Sister Margaret yeah. who are come to save the day, and they shoot him in the back, and he falls over. And then his last line before he passes. You're safe. How? Santa Claus. And then it it cuts to Ricky. Cuts to Ricky, who is Billy's little brother. Yeah. Now not a baby, a, a kid. Yeah. And he says, after seeing his brother die. Naughty. Which is just so odd. I mean, okay, so it's obviously tying into a sequel. But it's just so odd because... Throughout the movie, when he saw them as kids at the orphanage, Ricky was the the good one. And everybody even said, like, Ricky, your brother's so weird and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, I guess, when Billy died, he gave, he passed his evil... His psychosis? Yeah, to Ricky. Well, you know what? It's not easy watching your brother shoot, get shot in the back three times, okay? No, but now he's just adopted this evil Santa persona out of nowhere. Well, you know what? In the sequel, yeah, he apparently has full recollection of everything that's happened, despite being about one years old when right. that Santa thing happened. So you know what? Maybe, maybe he's got some, he's got some baked-in trauma there. And there was one more dick move. Well, there, there's a ton of dick moves in Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part <laughs> One, or no Part One. Um, and it's when the police officers are looking for Billy. There's just this dad dressing up as Santa doing a surprise for his daughter. And the police come up to his home and they're like, oh, let us in, ma'am. They're like, free. And then they come in. They're like, freeze, asshole. <laughs> and then he's like, uh. And then the daughter looks at him and she's like, daddy? Yeah. And then the mom's like, ooh. Kind of ruined Christmas there. Yeah. Um. The other thing was that, like, the mom looked kind of surprised, too. So, like, what... <laughs> So I said to I said to Luke when we were watching it was like this is the dad who lost the custody battle and this is the only way he sees his daughter is <laughs> is to is to climb in through the window on Christmas Eve dressed as Santa. Um, I don't know what this movie's issue is with uh, non consensual sex. Yeah, there's a yeah. So there's the Elaine thing. There's the thing with the mother at the beginning before she's killed. Um, what else is there? The Elaine thing, the mother before she's killed. Um, 
And there's stuff in the second movie. Yeah, as there's well. a lot. There's more in the second, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. As as you said, it's it's this is just like a dumb, like Silent Night Deadly. Like, like even the title is cheesy. Like it's just like a dumb. It's just meant to be a dumb exploitative, like movie. And I guess in those movies they have a lot of rape. Yeah. And a lot of nudity and a lot of sex. I I think this movie came from a place of, like I think the guy cared to a certain degree, but it didn't pan out in a worthwhile film and the and the trailer if you watch it it kind of it it, it looks like it will be a decent campy horror movie the tra- yeah the trailer is way better than the, the trailer is better than the movie and it uses shots that aren't in the movie for some reason i think the problem is that billy is not scary like he's yeah. he's he's in well, the i mean that's kind of the issue when you're doing an anti-villain story is that we know the protagonist so it's not really scary but like the whole movie, we're just kind of watching Billy kill people, and it's like, what's the what are we invested in? Like, do we want Billy to get caught? Like, and there's no tension at all throughout the movie. Cause Billy, yeah, cause and when Billy leaves the store, he's just killing people randomly, and it just shows us a character, and we're like, oh, they're gonna die. Yeah, and, and it's just characters that we don't know have no attachment. He doesn't kill anybody that we know, yeah, other than the random. store people. So it's. It's yeah, doesn't work to me. I mean, I was actually quite entertained. I used, I like this movie way more than I thought I would. I thought I was gonna watch this and it was gonna be something really bad and boring. Like I thought it was gonna be holiday special level. Yeah, where it was just like let's get on with it. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, is it a g- good movie? Probably not. It's pretty cohesive though. It works as like it has a beginning, a middle, and end. Uh, there's enough funny stuff in there to keep you entertained. Every time you said punish. It added like a week to my life. Yeah, um, and it's kind of and if you and the novelty of the Christmas move horror, it hasn't worn off for me personally because other than this, I've only seen like Krampus, mm. and that's a comedy horror. So this one has a nice, a nice older touch for me. This is definitely a movie that you want to watch with friends. Yeah, I mean you could watch it alone and have some laughs to yourself, but it it's a definitely a movie you could get together with friends and watch and it doesn't even have to be around Christmas. You could watch this whenever really if you're a fan of di- if you're a fan of horror, this isn't really a horror fans movie. There isn't a lot to get from it horror wise. If you're a fan of bad movies or cult movies, which is probably the case if you're listening to this, then you'll probably enjoy this. Yeah. I would say out of the five bags of popcorn, ten. Do the ten, please. We'll do five bags. No, we're just you try. Can, you go first. Just try you it go on first. For size. You go first. I'd probably give it three bags of popcorn out of ten. I was gonna say three bags as well. Yeah. Uh, three bags, maybe, maybe a four if I was in a better mood. No, I'm, I'm thinking three, maybe two. No, I think I'm three, maybe four. Okay. Like okay, it really is three bags, but like four bags, you know, in the same vein as me giving. How many bags did I give holiday? Way too fucking much. And the problem with that is that you said, you know, this isn't gonna be a novelty show where we just give it based on entertainment. You gave this holiday special six bags. This is a three bagger. Yeah, giving this three bags, firm three bags out of five. Yeah, how many was wait three out of five? No, three out of ten. No, f- fuck off. You're what, are you gi- what are you giving it? Three out of ten. 
No, I'm giving what you three. What in the fuck? I'm giving you three bags out of five. Bruh. And I'm not and I'm not apologizing ever for that. And I will never I'll That's what you gave the holiday special. Holiday special was three bags? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to rescind that. I'm gonna give that two bags. Out of five. Yeah. I'm gonna retroactively <laughs> uh I'm gonna apologize. The first ever apology. Fir- you know what floor's yours? Apologize. We're gonna have a forgiving Matthew episode. Okay. Because I'm gonna have to rescind my rating of three bags for special. Two bags for the special because when I think about it and if someone said let's watch this, I would say no. Not a fucking chance. If someone said let's watch Silent Night, Deadly Night again, like in like a month or something. If a girl I liked was like, let's watch this movie, I'd watch the movie. You shit, you watch any movie. Y- well, no. If the if if a girl I like said let's watch Suicide Squad, I'd say mm, no. <laughs> if a girl I like said watch I don't know. Like, what's... Look, if you're basing this purely on a filmmaker's perspective, not entertainment, just as a as a movie, not just I laughed at it unintended, uh, I wasn't supposed to, and I had a good time, what are you giving it? Like... Well, you know what? It depends, because what you're saying is that you're depending on how aware the director is of how bad the movie is. Yeah. Because if the... D- you know, I think he's not aware. If you watch the room, and you and and you know, well, you know, Tommy Wiseau's not aware. Aware, so you can say, ah, ha, ha, eight out of ten, at entertainment value. Yeah. But if Tommy Wiseau is, so then it depends on how aware he is. But then it's like death of the author. It's just about what you think of the movie. Uh, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Yeah. I'll give it two and a half. Okay, right. two and a half bags. I said no half bags. <laughs> So you've already fucked it. So just join the but ten side. But Luke is putting me through the ringer here, and giving you the runaround. And it's it's late on a Monday night. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this two and a half bags. All right. Two and a half bags for this, and you said two bags. No, three out of ten. So you give it one and a half bags. Well, you said I couldn't do the half, so that's why I'm doing the ten. Well, out of five, you're doing one and a half bags. Yep. Well, I'm allowing halves for today. Half bags for today. All right, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what did they have bags for this movie? And last thing on this movie that I didn't touch on is the scene with the grandfather doesn't make sense. You did say that. Well, not elaborately. No, but I didn't yeah, elaborate yeah, because yeah. now we know the whole plot Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't seen it. The grandfather is catatonic and then... And then he and he, he says that to Bill, and then he pretends to be catatonic <laughs> again. So there's a few possibilities here. Possibility number one is that, like, that was really what happened. And that somehow the father was like pre had precognition yeah. of what was gonna happen, and the thing is that if it was like a s- movie with a supernatural Santa, then it's like yeah whatever. But this is like just about realistic. Th- this is just about like a couple of crazy guys. Yeah. So what does the grandpa know? The other thing is that maybe Billy's remembering it that way. Actually, that's how Billy remembers it. My theory, and I think it's the best one, is the grandpa's playing the long haul. All right, he's playing the long con, and he he just pretended this whole time for this very specific moment just to troll Billy. B- the grandpa, the biggest troll of all time. The grandpa was pulling a thirty-year con where he would ruin his own mental health yeah. and disappoint and sadden his loved ones by not speaking and not reacting just so he could troll his grandson. Yeah. I buy it. Honestly, I feel that. That's like why well, I said that was like in Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. 
they do that too. So maybe they got when that. he's in a coma. Yeah, maybe when they got they got that from that. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I guess he is trolling. Anyway, that doesn't make sense. So that was kind of sloppy. Like, I don't know why, what the purpose was. In fact, because I knew so little about this movie before going into it, the only thing I had known about this movie or the sequel was the garbage day clip that Lucas had shown me. Mm-hmm. I assumed that. Santa in this movie was going to be supernatural to some degree and like super Santa actually punishes people like a Krampus sort of deal but it's not it's just too cr- it's just a crazy guy and then 10 years later he's a kid who saw the crazy guy also is crazy and that's mm-hmm. it and then his son or his uh, brother yeah. which really doesn't too part two part two was, it, was that three years after yes yeah, three years after a 19 came out 1987 it's set about 10 years after the original film, I believe. So, wait. So, Ricky is supposed to be 17 in that movie? Ricky is supposed to be... It says on here on the Wikipedia that he is 18. Well, they fucked it then. Because when Billy was 18, Ricky was 17. B- Ricky wasn't 17. When Billy was 18? 18, 18, Ricky was 7. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But, like, I guess... Yeah, I guess they fucked it up. Well, anyway, uh, I'm gonna preface this by uh, saying this: don't watch this movie. This movie, fucking, I can't. It's so hard because Silent Night, Deadly Night is very consistent. This is this one. Let me the balls on this movie. Let me tell you. Yeah. Okay, I watched this movie. Like I said, I didn't know anything about this movie. Me and Luke watched this movie. Yeah. The As a double feature, back to back. That is that was the worst idea you have ever had. Yeah, ever. yeah. Did you know? But and I, no. Luke didn't know about this, so I give him a pass. But the the double featuring this movie is the worst idea of all time. You watch one or the other. Yeah, because what this movie does is that what happened is that the budget on the sequel was very low, very okay? low. And in fact, apparently, the director was asked just recut the first movie and re-release it again, and the director was like. He had some artistic integrity. He's like, no way. Yeah. So he tried to put a new storyline in, and there is a technically a new storyline. But what happens is that there's 40 minutes. I have the exact number. So the movie, I'm going to still give you a recap, even though there's a much of a recap. It'll be quick because just, yeah, it'll be quick. Really quick. Uh, Ricky is in a mental institution. We don't know why. And the psychiatrist comes in to talk to Ricky about, we don't know why yet. And there's a guard in this little room that they're in. And the psychiatrist tells the guard to leave. And he's like, what? N- no. And he's like, just do it. Okay. I need my exclusive. Yeah. So guard is like, okay, and leaves. I don't even know. If that was real life, that probably would not happen. No, that probably would not. Ha- or at least the guard would be looking through the window. Yeah. So that later when violence occurs, he wouldn't just let it happen. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, also the door, what well, the door wasn't locked at the end. Door wasn't locked either because uh, at one point I forget what happens. But Ricky the guard, just walks out the door. No, no, no. The guard like w- comes in for a second and gives like in points the gun finger gun at Ricky and he's like, "Watch it." Yeah, because he's like he gets really close to psychiatrist or he's yelling at him. Oh yeah, and, and the psychiatrist says said like, "I told you to leave us alone." Like he wants him gone. Yeah, he really wants me. He wants alone time with Ricky. He doesn't even want him outside of the room. He wants him out of the building. Like, get out of here. Like, me and Ricky against the world. Sort yeah. Of deal. 
And so he just starts asking him questions about Ricky or about Billy for some reason. He's like, tell me. He wants the whole life story from Ricky. He's probably going to write some shitty book about this. So then we get the story from Ricky. And basically what he does is he just shows they just use all of these old clips from Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I have it written down. The thing it goes on. Sorry. It goes on until 39 minutes and 35 seconds in. And this movie is 88 minutes. So if we say it's, you know, 40 minutes. It's roughly half of the movie. Like, you have to understand, when Luke says clip, he doesn't mean, like, you get, like, a, a minute clip and then we go back. It's like they will play, like, segments of the f- original film. You are re-watching this film, essentially, because they're giving you a highlight reel. They're giving you half of the original movie yeah. in this movie. And, like, minutes, minutes, and they just show the whole movie. But the thing is, is that this is from Ricky's perspective. But there are clips that they show and things that they talk about that Ricky did not see. Because Silent Night, Deadly Night, part one, happened in one night. Billy went on this killing rampage and then got shot. Yeah. He had no time to tell Ricky any of this. And he's showing things that Billy did. And maybe, okay, so you could say maybe it was in a police report that somehow Ricky got his hands on. But then they show scenes that Billy's not in. The thing is, in hindsight, knowing that the director was like, I'm not recutting the first film. At one point, the psychiatrist says, how do you even remember that? Yeah. And, And Ricky like skips over it. That was totally a fuck you to the studio. Um, yeah. That yeah. was definitely the director saying, like, like, that was like a Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi messing up Spider-Man 3 on purpose just to piss off Sony moment. Yeah. Because th- there is no ic- reason, they, but they just had to recut the film and put it in. And there was odd retcons in the, uh, the, the recap, like the priest or the father that gets killed by the cop they say that he's a janitor now yeah i don't know what the purpose of this was initially when they when i start when they the flashback started and i didn't know they were going to be so extensive i joked to luke that i hope they don't retcon uh some of the stuff from the original movie as they did to the hero of the evil dead scotty r.i.p r.i.p to scotty just kidding fuck scotty he was a hero ash would be dead without scotty they'd the movies wouldn't happen and then in Evil Dead 2, because of some rights bullshit, yeah. they recon him out. Yeah. And they recon his girlfriend out, too. Yeah. And that is not okay. I'm going to say it right now, that's not okay. I should have asked uh, Brucey. You should, yeah. When he when you met Bruce Camp, when we met Bruce Camp, yeah. we should have asked him. I mean, he, he, he would have just told us, like, it's just a rights thing. We didn't have the right. rights to our own yeah. damn movie, yeah. which is stupid. This thing, they I don't think there's a rights issue to it because they just cu- they have forty minutes of the movie in there. Yep. Uh, but then yeah, there's weird retcons like they'll ch- like the act like the p- couple who's having sex is changed. Yeah, and when uh, Billy is killing the lady, the young lady, like the one that he puts through the antlers, she picks up the phone to call nine or or was it the boyfriend that picks up the phone to call nine one one, and then. They added like someone on the phone talking in the background. Like, is this a prank call? They're like nine one one. What's your emergency? Is this a prank call? I don't know. Why the pr- did they add that? I don't know what the purpose of that was because people who already saw the first movie that's not a bonus for them because they're already pissed that yeah. they paid ten dollars or whatever it was and they watched half of a movie. 
so like i don't know maybe this this is just like a george lucas thing where they're like eh, maybe i should we should have mcclunky it's a mcclunky moment mm-hmm. or whatever that huge it's not tauntaun but whatever in episode one on tatooine when the huge creature just takes up the whole frame oh <laughs> in episode four yeah yeah oh yeah I whatever mean, it is that's like that's that's what i always think of when i think of the george lucas cuts of star wars but yeah, yeah so they there's weird retconning the, for some reason the couple as i mentioned in the orphanage that were engaged in coitus they just changed the oh actors. them yeah they changed them and it's like I guess they maybe they couldn't maybe they said I, I don't want to be maybe this maybe this the movie came out and they were like yeah maybe I don't want to be part of this anymore maybe and they said don't use my likeness but wait is this Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2 we have pulled up here yes I mean you know what to be honest budget a hundred thousand dollars you can get a lot done with a hundred thousand this is a thousand in the 80s I'm gonna do the conversion uh, right Silent now Silent Night oh sorry um, Night of the Living Dead that we did, the budget was a hundred and fourteen thousand. Yeah, and that was in sixty eight. I guess with inflation, that would still be. I'm in. Well, I don't know. Either way, hundred thousand dollars a lot could get done. They blew half of their money on an explosion in the garbage scene. How well, much did yeah. that cost? Yeah, that was an explosion. That was unnecessary. Shot. So this is the equivalent of like two hundred fifteen ish now. Like, there's good movies being... Like, there's no excuse. Yeah. Okay, this is... This is Joker-ish. That is. Um, so after they find... And it's, like, 40 fucking minutes of recap when we just finished watching the movie. And... Uh. Yeah, and that's not fun. Uh, I mean, the movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the first one is, is not terrible, I guess, but it's not something that you want to watch, like, uh, first, second time, right away. Yeah. Uh, so that's not fun to watch. The, actually, the best part of those 40 minutes is Ricky. He's so good in this movie. Ricky is amazing in this movie. He's better than Billy. One of the, like, his performance is so... Manic. It's so manic, and it's so, um, it's just, there's something wrong. It's like if you s- just told someone, act like a serial killer. Yeah, and, and and people would be like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's like, <if> you, it's like <laughs> but he doesn't even act like a serial killer. He acts like a pissed off dude too. Yeah, he just acts like a generic pissed guy. He acts like just like as a psycho. He acts as like this, like an actual Joker where he's laughing all the time. Yeah. He's like playing mind games with the psychiatrist. It's weird. He's the performance is all over the place, but it's just a he paints a beautiful mural with his performance. It's amazing. Uh, the guy, Ricky, he looks like a character from Saved by the Bell, and that makes yeah. it even funnier. He looks like some... Like, at the beginning when he's in the ward, he's wearing, like, this denim shirt, and he's, you know, puffing on a cigarette. Puffing on a ciggy. He looks like he's at, a, like, the a breakfast club or yeah. something like that. And it's hilarious. Every line he delivers, it's just done hilariously. You never know how he's going to deliver it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great, so it keeps you on your toes. So that's the best part is when Ricky, when it cuts back to the psychiatrist and Ricky, just to remind you, like, hey, you're not actually watching the first movie. This is <laughs> technically a new movie. Yeah. Those are the best parts. And it, then, it gets to the best part, which is the second half. It gets to the best part, which is the second half. Uh, some of the flat, the stuff we should we should touch on the stuff that it, that are flashbacks that are not. Uh, Billy. Yeah. The first yeah. Movie. Yeah. So. Bill, so essentially what happens is that Ricky sees 
Billy die at the end of the first movie, and and they retcon his actor for that scene. Yeah. Also, they. I guess. I guess. I. I'm guessing there. It's just like we don't want to be in this movie again, or we're not getting paid for it, so we're not letting you. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know how. I guess. I presumably everybody else said yes, which is even more baffling. Um. But he tells. But you know, Ricky gets adopted, right? Yep. By the Rosenbergs or whatever. The Rosenbergs. Yeah, and he says. You know, they didn't celebrate Christmas, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Unnecessary. So he's raised by the Rosenbergs, and just like Billy, he grows into a fine young man. Uh, I don't know. These guys, if these guys weren't killing people during Christmas time, they'd probably be in the Olympics. These guys are, you know, these guys are, these guys are fit. Yeah. Okay. Ricky's got pop and pecs. He's jacked. We see. I think. I guess his first murder is when he's he's working at a restaurant. No, no, no. Before that, he's walking in a field. It was just this field that he liked to walk in, and then he saw this guy having non-consensual sex with this woman. Yes, and then we get yes. Yeah, so we get a classic another instance of sexual assault. This wo- this man is about to sexually assault his girlfriend. And he's like, you know what? Just give me a second. I'm gonna go get another beer. But you better what? be here when <laughs> I come back. He's going to the car to get his beer, and which is just so funny. Like, yeah, again, he's just you know assaulting this woman, and then he, I'm get I'm grabbing a beer. It's these funny tone deaf moments yeah. that really make the the movie hilarious. And then Ricky gets into his, and then the guy gets a beer, and then he leaves, and he's walking away. But then Ricky gets in the car, turns the keys, and he runs him over, and then he runs him over like four times. He goes on, backs up, and he's laughing while he does it. The classic Ricky laugh, which is, (laughs) 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 and then the woman says, and then Ricky gets out, and the woman says, thank you. Which is odd, because I thought she was going to be like, you creep. Well, you know what? That's a subversion, because, you know, like I said, they're always like, oh, my God, I can't believe you killed him. This woman said, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, that was not a good man that I was with. And you did me a service. Mm-hmm. So that was Ricky's first kill. And then we cut to the when he's working at a restaurant washing dishes or whatever it was. And he's taking out the trash and he sees, I don't know, this mafia shakedown guy. This lone shark is like beating up this little nebbish guy. And the guy's like, oh, and he's punching him. He's like, you know what? You got till next week for the money. And I hope you don't pay it because I love doing this. And then he's beating him up real hard back. It's like a back alley beat down behind yeah. the dumpsters. There's cardboard boxes everywhere. Uh, Ricky's not having it. No. Does he pull out a red handkerchief and that's what sets him off? Yeah. The because, like, and I was thinking about this. If you're getting triggered every time you're seeing red, you're not living. You're not having a good time. I, red, red. I'm just looking around this studio. This maybe small maybe room. it's a combo, violence and red. Maybe. No, no, because when he's a kid, he's out with his mom, and they see, he sees nuns. And then he sees this pawn shop, and there's just a red blanket or something. Yes, so and, he, and he goes and he goes catatonic. Yes, we skipped over that. And his mother says, what's wrong with you? Ricky and then she takes him home uh yeah and so Ricky gets this guy into fine catches this guy beating on this other guy uh once again he Superman grabs him one arm this is the this is the biggest Superman moment in this movie one arms him just like Billy this guy gives him five punches to the face hard yeah 
Ricky doesn't even like he his head turns. He doesn't flinch. He just gets more pissed. And he looks up at him with like <laughs> his eyes are so Ricky's eyes are so wide in this movie. It's the funniest thing. And he's like he's got like this like hilarious like angry look. His lips are curled. His yeah, nose is flaring. The guy's like, oh my god, what are you? And while he's holding him up, and he took the punches, he grabs an umbrella, stabs it through him, and then opens it up. This guy's taking an umbrella. Like umbrellas are not—they're not knives. No. Okay, and he shoved it through this man. Ricky is like—he's God. He, he, like he's whatever supplements he's on. Send yeah, him, send, send him, him my way. I'll have what he's having. Uh, yeah, like yeah. by the bo- truckload. I'll give you anything. He kills this guy. Ricky. This is Ricky's second taste of blood. This is, uh, this is I guess when he's when he's uh he's about seventeen or eighteen when this happens. Oh, he's yeah. 18, eighteen. Yeah, he doesn't look eighteen. I'm gonna find out if this guy's actually eighteen. He when looks thirty five. Okay, when this movie came out, he was twenty two. Really. He, it's, you know what? He's a tall guy, and he's well-built, but he does look older than 18. Yeah. Like, it's like, if that guy came to my high school, I'd be like, you're a narc. <laughs> like, you're not. Right. Like Channing Tatum in... Uh, in 21 Jump yeah. Street. Yeah. Like, you're totally a narc. Then we get the third... Okay. Oh. Ricky girlfriend. Be- Ricky begins seeing this woman. Where does he meet her? Oh, I totally forget. I don't even know if they – oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I don't know what happened there. So we hit some button, and but – sorry about that. Um, so where – oh, yeah, so how did he meet her? I thought that either she bumps him and he falls off on his bike or she falls off on her bike or something. I think he falls off because I, I, I think I made a joke like he was going to kill her or something for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it looked like he was going to kill her, and then he saw that she was pretty. And oh, was that's like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, nice. So they start dating. Actually, before they go on a date, they have sex. Yep. And, of course, we get another steamy, passionate love scene, and, you know. We see her boobies. We see her boobies because. Woohoo. You know what, bachelors out there, this is the late night double feature for you, okay? Uh. They have sex. The funniest thing is that they have sex or whatever. Um, and the narration goes, Ricky assumed that this was her first time. It was it was Ricky's first time. Yeah. Unfortunately it was her it wasn't her. <laughs> and it that's like that's like the most overt um anti virgin sa- shaming I've seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Like this woman had sex before Ricky and that's that's shame on her. That's that's where she fucked up. Yeah. They go on a movie date, and then, like... There are two guys in the back. There's these two guys in the back, and they're, like... They're just they're just the classic movie guys where they're, like, Hey, play the movie already! <laughs> I don't want to see the jail anymore, you know? Um, And then Jennifer's, like, can you believe those guys? And then those guys are, like, Hey, uh, Ricky, you gonna kiss that girl? And Ricky's, like, doesn't say anything, just has the psycho look. Then they call him a homophobic slur. Yeah. Um, and then Ricky's like, give me a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then he leaves. And t- <laughs> he leaves for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and then while he's gone, Jennifer's ex, Flame Chip, yep. comes in. Chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, w- when I say the name Chip, whatever pops into your head, that's who that's who he is. Yeah. Chip. He's like, ah, oh, Jennifer, 
I miss you, baby. And she's like, go away. And the funny part is, like, she's not into him at all. She's not having it. She's like, no. she wants this guy to fuck off. Uh, and she's like, and he's like, oh, man, we had such good sex all the time. We should. No, but he brags about it. Remember, there's like he, he says something where it sounds like it wasn't there wasn't any consent in it. Yeah, he's like, like someone says, stop, stop in the movie. And then he's like, that's what you were saying. When yeah, and we're like, OK, Chip, uh, what's your deal? OK, dude. Uh, shit. You have to talk about what movie they're playing after. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell. I'll yeah, say that after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Chip, Chip is like, yeah, I'll see you soon, Jennifer. We got, I got the whole summer to prey on you, uh, and then he leaves, um, and then, and then, and then he Jennifer- leaves with an escort. Oh yeah. yeah, was that an escort? Yeah, because she was like, oh, you're paying for your women now or something, and he's like, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? I'll give that to aim to Chip. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel bad about that, guys. Anyway, he leaves with his escort, and then Jennifer looks behind, and the guy who was heckling before <laughs> is just like flailing underneath the seats, mm-hmm. and pres- presumably Ricky is just absolutely murdering this man. Yeah. And then Ricky comes back, and they watch the movie. Blah blah blah. The funniest thing is that like this in such a bizarre choice. I guess because they didn't even have the budget. To have a fake movie. To shoot movie. a fake movie, yeah. The, the movie in that they are watching in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 is the robbery at the beginning of the first movie. Where he kills a man for 31 bucks. Where he kills a man for 31 bucks. and It's so meta. It's so meta, but it's like, why? <laughs> why? What is the point? And I guess maybe it's like Ricky got set off by seeing Santa. Why did Ricky go to see the Santa movie? Remember, he, like, th- he saw the ad on the TV, and he's like, oh, this sounds like my kind of movie. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I'm blanking on so much of this movie because, like, I was I was kind of pissed. I'm not going to lie, guys. I was pissed. I was serious. I've never been more pissed at a film production than I was at this. Like, there's movies that were bad, and I was like, this insults my intelligence, whatever. This was something else. Yeah. When... I watched 40 minutes of the same goddamn movie. I was I was seething with rage. And when Ricky goes to kill the heckler at the back, this is another example of how he's God. They're just sitting in a theater. The heckler's just sitting in a seat. And then the camera turns away from the heckler, and Ricky's just sitting right beside him. No, yeah. he's <laughs> The heckler has a buddy, and he's, like, talking to him. So he'll turn to him and be like, hi, would you believe this? And then he'll turn away, and then he'll be like, Haha, that's so funny. And then he turns back and Ricky's just sitting next to him. The other guy's gone. And you're like, <laughs> what the? And then Gus Heckler's like, huh? And then Ricky's just looking at him. And, and you just know that guy is, he's, he's, it's done for him. It's over. Like, like this, this movie's supernatural. Ricky is supernatural. Like he is the, he is, you know, in the trailer, they, they make a passing, they make a passing joke jab at Halloween. Right? Yeah. This is the Michael Myers. This is the Christmas version of Michael Myers. This man is the personification of something. He's not human. Yeah. He's not human. Anyway, uh, after this, we get the scene, the classic scene. Every If you've heard of Silent Night, Deadly Night, or the second, you've probably seen the scene. Ricky, wait, 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 wait. There's something before that. What? Uh, Chip and the girlfriend. No, yeah, like that's in the same scene. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, continue. So Chip and Jennifer are on a midnight or a uh, midday stroll. Yeah, and Jennifer goes, "Oh God, 
because she sees Chip working on his red Corvette. <laughs> and Chip is, like, egging on Jennifer, and, like, he's talking about the sex that they had, and Ricky... The way that the narrator presented it earlier is, like, Ricky kills Jennifer because she had sex with somebody else before. Yeah. I don't really know if that's the case. Not really. In this... Anyway, what happens is that Chip is all up in Jennifer's face, and Ricky's like, nah, bro. And he takes... He takes the... He takes the jumper cables, and he sticks it onto Chip's tongue. Yeah. And it, like, blows his head up because it just electrocutes the hell out of him. And then Jennifer goes, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you've done that. Like, you're a murderer. You're horrible. I hate you. And then Ricky is like, you know what, fuck it. And he just kills. He strangles Jennifer with, like, a wire. Is yeah, it with he, the antenna he, of the car? Yes. Or Yeah. He takes the antenna of the car. Yeah. He, he rips the antenna of the car off, you know, the radio antenna, and he strangles Jennifer to death with it. Jennifer dies, and he's just standing there in the middle of the suburban neighborhood bodies around him and then the security guard comes out of nowhere and it's not a gated community really no it's just like just any old street and he's like hey he says he says freeze asshole oh, freeze asshole and Which he's pointing the gun at him line. and he's like you got a lot of nerve or something and he walks right up to ricky <laughs> and like puts the gun under his chin the classic hubris uh and then ricky grabs the gun and just shoots him in the forehead yeah and then Ricky at this point, this is his turning moment. This is his Elaine and Joe Pesci Jr. moment. He's uh, he's done. Yeah. And he's he's walking around, and he's laughing, and he's going. <laughs> 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 he feels he those three kills he had. He feels good. Yeah. This guy comes on. He says, "What the hell is all that noise?" <laughs> Ricky sh- just shoots him. Doesn't say a word. Shoots him. Guy falls down. Blood splatters everywhere. Best part. He, Ricky just looks at him with disgust. <laughs> he goes, motherfucker. <laughs> he's just so pissed. He's so pissed. And that's what's funny is that in this scene, he goes from, like, pissed to, like, happy to, like, he's so crazy. This is yeah. the best. This is the shining moment, this shining scene in this performance. Yeah. He goes, motherfucker. And then the then the part. Man staking out the garbage. He's got a nice yellow polo on, jeans. You get a nice shot. He sets the garbage down, just one of those classic gray tins, and he's he's slapping his hands together. Ah, that's like a job well done on a nice Tuesday afternoon. Going to cook some dinner after this. He grabs a second can. When he's, I like the shot because he picks up the second can, and then when he picks it up, he sees Ricky. Yeah. And Ricky looks at him. <laughs> Should we just play the clip? Yeah, play the clip. <laughs> so good. It sucks <laughs> because you can't see how wide his eyes are or anything. Yes. But it just You should look this up after. It's yeah. It's actually the first result when you search Silent Night, Daily Night on YouTube is Garbage Day. Also, if you just, if you just look up Garbage Day. Yeah, it's just hilarious. So this is him shooting the guy and then saying motherfucker, <laughs> and I'll let it play. Well, buffers. Oh, there we go. And then he laughs. Garbage day! Huh? 
up. And it just and he moves his eyebrows so much throughout this movie. He's like moves his eyebrows up and down like maniacally when he says garbage day. <laughs> and that's what makes it so funny. And he just shot this guy who was taking out this garbage. Uh, Ricky, unlike Billy, even though Billy's code of ethics was very, you know, it was very slim to none. It was slim to none. It was kind of a joke. Ricky does not. There's nothing. No. He's, he just killing motherfuckers. He's garbage. It's garbage day every day for this guy. Yeah. He doesn't give a damn. So he, so he's he's just going around killing, and he kills a couple more people, and then the cops corner him, and they're like, "Freeze, man! It's over." And then Ricky's laughing. He's like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Then he puts a barrel to his head, and he pulls the trigger, but the gun is empty. Oh, you forgot. Um, he shoots. I don't. Or maybe this was after he shoots at a car. You no, know, you're right. He shoots. This car comes. Oh no! Even before that, this little girl comes by, and she's like, "Sorry, Mister, you're in my way." And he goes, "That's okay." And he lets her go. Yeah. So that's his. That's his Billy moment from the first movie when he gives her the bloody exact. <laughs> So he's nice to kids, which is nice. Yeah. Um. Then this car comes driving down the road. It's like this red little beep beep Vista Cruiser or something. Um. And he shoots it, and the car swerves and it rolls over, and then it rolls over again, and then it comes back on its four wheels, and then it just explodes. <laughs> the thing just explodes in what is presumably ninety-five percent of the budget also going into that one yeah. explosion, and this one car. Uh, flip scene. Uh, so he sees that he starts laughing. I mean, he's always laughing. <laughs> he's having a good time. Ricky's having a good time. The thing with Billy, the thing that makes Ricky a better time than Billy, not only a better actor, Ricky's having a good time like all the time. Billy yeah. is like a tortured soul. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, R- Billy is like he Billy's t- a tortured soul. He he does guy's take, psycho. Billy doesn't take pleasure in like his killing. Like he kills because he has to, but he's like punished, and his face is like, <laughs> oh my god, like I can't believe I'm doing this. Ricky is like, <laughs> that's <been> a great <laughs> time. <laughs> I'll do this every day. Uh, so then the police get him in custody, and then and then we bounce back to presumably the police arrested him, and he's back, and he's in the asylum, and then. <laughs> Uh, and then the big reveal, oh no, the psychiatrist has been dead for a bit. He's been strangled in his tape. Yeah. And the, and then Ricky leaves. I thought that's where it was going to end. With him killing the psychiatrist? Yeah. That would have been, re- I would have been really pissed. Really? Yes, if they had just done it. I, I thought, I mean, I was pissed during the whole movie, so I thought that was just going to be the end. I was pissed too, but like I was... Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for after the forty minutes. I was like, okay, finally I can watch some new content. Yeah, so I would have been pissed if it ended after that. So Bill, so Ricky escapes, and then he's like, you hear him, uh, you hear him in a sh- kerfuffle with the security guard, and he escapes, and he kills a Salvation Army Santa, and he steals the costume. And this movie, if I'm gonna be honest, is not even a Christmas movie. He just wears a Santa costume at the end. There's he wears a Santa costume at the end. I guess this is set in Christmas, and the thing that makes this a Christmas movie is that it has 40 minutes of the other movie, <laughs> which is a Christmas movie. I guess so. Like, a lot of the flashbacks of that are original of Ricky, I don't think any of them are set at Christmas. Nope. Ricky is just, he's not even, like, set off by Santa or whatever. He's just crazy. Yeah. Um, And he is going to finish where Billy started. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the Kylo Ren to his Darth Vader. Right. 
and he he kills the Salvation Army Santa. He's like, I'm not gonna kill Mother Superior. Mother he gives her a call or something on a payphone, and he's yeah, like, he's like, guess who it is? I'm coming. <laughs> Mother Superior. There's a different actress, of course, and instead of Sister Margaret, we have Sister Mary, and she's also a different actress. But she looks very similar. But she looks similar. Uh, Mother Superior's in a wheelchair because it's she's old as hell. She was old as hell when Billy was a kid. This yeah. is like twenty years later. Um, and she has a stroke, and her face is. It looks burned. Half of her face looks like she's clay fla- clay face from Batman. Yeah, like it looks. And then Ricky goes to her house. I guess he looked in the phone book for her address. Uh, and he cuts off her head. Yeah. And Mary and the police catch up to him. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, Mother Superior, are you okay? Because she's just sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. But then, no, her head falls off and she's just dead. Um, And then the cops shoot him. They shoot Ricky three times. He falls through a window. And then you get the true, you know, God ascension. His eyes open up again. He goes, ah. <laughs> so he's basically Michael Myers in this movie. Like he's, I get like they really ripped off Michael Halloween in the sense that like he's just so powerful. And Billy it ends was, the same way. Billy was just a guy, and he like he kind of got fucked up by like some teenager with a, not wearing a shirt, mm. and he almost got almost got ended there. This guy's, I don't know, he's something else. Yeah, he is something else. And then yeah, and then he disappears right. And that's like his Michael Myers moment, and then that's the end of the movie. I thought his eyes just opened up, and that was the end. I don't, I don't, I don't know to be honest. Says it here. The final shot shows Billy's arm dressed in a Santa suit, plunging a knife into the screen, which I'm pretty sure is. Also oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that shot, but I'm pretty sure it's reused from the last movie. Maybe I, I could be wrong, especially since it's Billy's arm, and I don't think Billy's not in this movie. No new scenes no, with Billy. No. So that's a cliffhanger, and apparently Ricky's in the third one, which we didn't bother to see because, like, fuck this movie. It sucks. Yeah. I, like, here's the thing. Don't watch this movie. Find a super cut of just the Ricky parts, and that's actually, I would say that's worth the watch because it's just funny. There's sometimes when, like, you we could show, you could watch a super cut of all the good times of Silent Night, Deadly Night, part one, but you still want to go back and watch the movie because you want to know how what's the backstory here there's trust me there's no backstory there's no backstory every scene with ricky in it is the only new material that's it and that's all you need to watch (coughs) and it's very enjoyable arguably like the stuff with ricky is more entertaining than the entirety of the first film but the fact that they put 40 goddamn minutes and it lasts until like the 50 minute mark because they're cut in with stuff like that yeah and then there's like 28 minutes left yeah of new movie it's so i was pissed i'm pissed now like you wanted to skip it but i wanted to i told yeah. luke i said can we just skip this nope and luke said no and i said oh my god and we <laughs> had to watch it because of that like this is a one bagger out of 5 this is a one bagger out of five. So Don't then it's a two out of ten. Well, if you want to convert it that way. So yeah, because I'm giving this, you know, either one out of ten or zero point five out of five. Because this movie, this sucks. The one bag is just for Ricky's parts, but I can't even. 
Because the thing with this movie is that if they had had 40 minutes of crappy movie and then like 40 minutes of funny Ricky stuff, mm. this could be an easy two, maybe even three bag. Yeah. The fact that it's just the old movie literally for 40 minutes is so egregious. And I was saying to Luke, like how how gypped do you think people at in 1987 were when they went to go see this movie? This was in the theaters. This was in the theaters. And imagine going to... P- See this. Imagine if you went to see Star Wars Episode Five. Star Wars Episode Five, and it was just forty minutes. And imagine if you went to the theater tomorrow to watch, like, I don't know, Doctor Strange Two or something. Yeah. And the first forty minutes of the film are just Doctor Strange telling the story of the first movie. You'd be pissed. Yeah. Like there'd probably be a lawsuit or something. Probably. This is so unacceptable. One bag. Yeah, it like if you're gonna watch this with friends because the Ricky moments are so, the highs are so high. Honestly, to skip forty minutes in, your best bet is just to go on YouTube and just probably find the clips. Yeah, that too. This was uh, this was rough. It was rough. A one bagger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I agree. Um, yeah, that was Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One and Two. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else to comment on the movie? No. I want to give a shout out to Eric Freeman, uh, who is the guy who plays Ricky. If he's around, you know, I'm going to look, see if he has. Oh, shit. I'm going to say this. He is around. He was actually in a 2016 <laughs> like directed TV Christmas movie called A Husband for Christmas. I just saw. A husband for Christmas. Maybe one day we'll review a husband for Christmas. I'm going to see if he has a fan mail uh, address. Send him a copy to get it signed. Because there are Blu-ray copies of these movies out now. And I'll say this much. (coughs) They have great cover arts. Yes. uh, And Mondo did a poster that was really good. Mm. So the stuff that this movie has inspired fans is actually higher quality than the actual production. Uh, in two th- this is interesting. 2004, they tried to find uh, Eric Freeman, the guy who plays Ricky, to find commentary, but they couldn't find him. Really? And then in 2013, he came to the... He attended a screening, and he that was his return to the public eye. And then he said in a speech that he had no idea that people were still interested in it and were looking for him. And then someone he met mentions to him like hey there's people trying to find you right now really because presumably he was like this is just a shitty movie and i think this is on his wikipedia page this is the only acting credit he has wow does he have an imdb page most likely i think there's a guy there's a guy we went to high school with who has an imdb yeah that's and he he's been one i wonder if he made that page i don't do you make your own page i don't know He was in something way bigger than whatever this was. He was in a he was in a Daniel Radcliffe movie or something. Oh, you were talking about him. Yeah, I wasn't talking. Oh, you're talking about the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't even think. He's a handsome chap. He's a handsome chap. His voice sounds like mine though, right now. Yeah, all the time. Which all is the time. Odd. I don't know. But uh, good man, maybe we can have him on the show. Maybe that'd be funny. Um, also, there are editions of this Blu-ray Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1 and 2 that come with action figures. 
I kind of want them. I want the Billy action figure. Look, it, they did a good job on that one. The Ricky one, I think, doesn't match him as well, but the Billy one's high quality. I want the Ricky one because he could just... He's just kind of the man I aspire to be. Maybe if he's wearing the garbage day outfit, I'd want it more. <laughs> if he's wearing the garbage day outfit, it would just be a guy. Yeah. In a blue sweater. It's a nice blue knit sweater. I think that's one of the reasons the scene is popular. <laughs> the sweater. The sweater. Uh, here we have Ricky. I mean, arguably, his because like he's he just puts on the Santa costume because he has to because it's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. His true moment is when he's. In his, it's on garbage day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, honestly, though, if I'm gonna say, don't watch Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. No, don't watch it. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't watch the whole movie. Just watch <laughs> clips on YouTube, or if you want, honestly, like skipping the clips to watch the stuff with the psychiatrist won't even be worth it. If you really want. Watch the first movie, then skip to after the flashbacks are done, and then watch twenty a nice twenty five minute special with a f- guy acting insane. Like this, I wouldn't even say watch this if you're a horror fan. Don't watch this if you're a fan of crappy movies. There's just no just, excuse. Like no. it's just like oh my god, just a piss movie. This is the first time I've seen a movie, and like I've seen movies where they show clips of the movie. Yeah, you know, Evil Dead does a retelling, and they do it in like. I'm going to time it when I get home, probably two minutes. It's whatever, it's like five minutes, and it's like, oh, yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> uh, and, no, I'm sorry. Um, Next week, Monday, we're doing Ed Wood. We're doing the Disney classic Ed Wood. Week after that, I think we're doing a Razorhead. We can do a Razorhead. And then, did you have any idea for the week after that? Nah, Atomic Cafe, I think right. we said last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That one's a doc, so that'll be our first doc documentary on yeah. Cult of Personality. Cult of Personality first. Many firsts to come. Many firsts to come. As this is a new show. Yep. We're t- next week, we're reviewing the first <laughs> our first Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. And our first Disney <laughs> movie as well. So many firsts to count. So Edward next week, tune in. It's gonna be a good time. And you know what, Edward's actually apparently a good movie. So and it, well, you know what, Night of the Living Dead was a good movie. Night of the Living Dead was a good movie. I want to do one more thing. Uh, I wanted to look up quickly. I'm actually excited, quite excited to see Edward because it's been on my to watch list for some time. Now. Okay, actually that's fair. I was gonna see if it was. I looked up Silent Night, Deadly Night. I wanted to see the Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting at 32. That's fair. That's fair? Yeah. Yes. <coughs> I love the critics. Ki- we love the critics' consensus on these. So let's see if there is one. No consensus yet. Hmm. Interesting. And that's and <coughs> so odd. Audience score is in the thousands. <coughs> yes. I mean, I mean, the amount of reviews is in the thousands. The critic reviews is like, well, what was it, 12? Mm-hmm. <coughs> One of the uh, review <laughs> blurbs is Killer Santa, and that's it. <laughs> no punctuation, no capitalization, Killer Santa. It is a fresh review. Actually, though, the silent, the blurbs, the the review blurbs for the second one on Rotten Tomato are funny because they're savaging the movie. 14, that's generous. 14. Uh, for example, we get Inane. The same guy who said Killer <laughs> Santa, Inane. 
zero point five out of four. Not as good as the original, and that one kind of stunk too. That's probably the best thing we can. S- that's probably the most succinct thing you can say about these two films. Terrible, but I get why it's a cult classic, so I can't hate it too much in the end. It's hard to be prepared for how much of a nothing this movie is. Yeah. Because there is no movie. This is barely a movie. Yeah. Suck. Next week, Ed Wood. Get prepared, get excited, and. Uh, if if you're losing your voice, don't do a show. Don't do a show if you're going to ruin it with your hoarse voice and your coughing. And it's it, like, fuck, it's just not a good look. You sound like shit. You're coughing into the mic. I coughed so many times directly into this microphone. Everyone. Other every, people are using it. And, and I'm not going to wash it. There's, it has a spit guard, but you're spitting on the spit guard. I, and I'm spitting on it. I've coughed on it directly so many times, and I, w- and uh, my hands are tied. I'm not gonna wash it. Now everyone's gonna get sick at the station because of me. It's gonna be on me. Yeah, I have to live with that. Anyways, this was a great movie. Great time. Uh, what was a great movie? What? All right, tune in next week. We'll be back with uh, uh, another movie to review on Cult of Personality. Uh, See you next mission.